Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toeshi Oyibade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm excited to be with you once again. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Easter, guys. I hope that you had a very good um, celebration. I hope that you were reflective and I hope that you were grateful. And if you were not, I hope that you're currently grateful and you're thinking about everything that Jesus did and is still doing. Because really, Easter is why Christmas makes sense, right? Easter is why it is okay for us to celebrate Christmas because we have a living Savior. We have a Savior that said he was going to die and resurrect. And indeed, he did. Imagine that Jesus had died and he didn't get resurrected. That means that Christmas would have had no meaning. There would have been no purpose for us to celebrate. There would have been no reason for us to feel elated about his birth and his existence on earth if Easter had not happened. So we bless God for the miracle that happened in three days. We're grateful for the gift of, of salvation because really, Salvation is the most thoughtful thing ever. The fact that right when humanity messed up, because literally, right when humanity messed up, God provided a way out. And all through the Old Testament, God was reaching out to man so that man could be saved via the death and resurrection of his son. And then, in the beginning of the New Testament, we saw the revelation of the Son, Him coming, Him being revealed to us in His fullness, and then His ministry, and then His death, and then His resurrection. And we're not left alone just to mourn and then be happy that, oh, okay, resurrected. He left us with His Spirit, He left us with the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. The one who takes us from being, from feeling adverse to feeling advantaged. And we cannot talk about advantage outside the circumference of the Holy Spirit because He is the advantage, right? So when we say we are advantaged, when we say that we are blessed, when we say that we are favored, when we say that we have the upper hand, we are literally saying we have the Holy Spirit because it is by Him and through Him that we have what we call the advantage. So we are grateful to God for the gift of salvation and for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Because by them, we are limitless. We can do all things because God, through the capacity of the Son, strengthens us. Amen. I could literally go on and on and on about the love of God and I would not be tired because it comes by deep revelation. It comes by understanding, knowing that God is always for me and never against me. So if I'm being tapped, like they say something in a minute, or say something in 24 hours that you would never need to prepare for, or never need to rack your brain on, it is just me reminiscing on what God did and what God is still doing. Because it takes a God to bring salvation to a generation that could 
have been damned for life, for eternity. Nothing is would have happened if, after what um, Adam and Eve did, they died, and then their soul is living forever in hell. Nothing would have happened. It wouldn't have cost God anything to have cancelled them, cancelled humanity, and then recreate. He could have, right? But God was bound by His love. You know when you tie something together. Yes, that kind of bondage. <laughs> God was bound by his love for humanity. Bound by his love for us. In that he didn't even think twice. When he sent his son to die for us. And so we are grateful to God for that. We are thankful to him. And we are just happy. So Easter is... A very reflective season for every believer should be a very reflective season for every believer right it should be a grateful season gratitude filled season rather where we are just saying god you know what thank you you know what thank you for everything for what you did for what you're doing and for what you would do because it is because of him that we have hope right christ in us our hope of glory amen and you know for some reason i find all these pep talks that I do before podcasts, I find them very exciting. You know, they are spontaneous, right? And I'm like, wow, this is this is good. The fact that in like three, four minutes, I will say something that doesn't even doesn't really align with what we are speaking about, but also very powerful, also very enlightening, making us realize that God is always for us and never against us. Amen. Lord of God, for the month of April, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we started treating the topic adversity to advantage. We started last week, and by God's grace, we will be continuing today. Right? So, one of the things we highlighted last week was the fact that for us to move from that place where we were feeling like, oh, I'm damned, to, oh, I'm blessed, oh, I'm, I'm grace-filled, oh, I'm mercy-filled, Right? takes the realization that God is good. So, you know, one of the things we also said was the fact that we can't get help, we can't even identify who will help us when we are cursed God and we say God is responsible for what we are going through. Remember that God is God is good and in him is no unrighteousness. In God is no altar of evil. So that God killed somebody or God struck somebody down or God did this, God did anything outside goodness is not of God. So we can't we can't um, mix God in the same scenario in the same sentence with something that is not of his nature and it is the disservice to the identity of God when we are costing about the things that we think are going wrong in our lives. And so when God is supposed to be the one that we run to to say, Father, help me. By the time, by, by the time that the devil makes us to believe that God is even the one behind our ordeal, we are unable to receive help. We are unable to receive strength from God because we already believe that he's either doing it to punish us, doing it to teach us a lesson, doing it because he has mood swings and, you know, it's just a God that, ah, today he's feeling fine, tomorrow he's not feeling fine. So he wants to just, you know, erase everybody here. That's why this thing is happening, right? So we can receive help and we can move forward 
from how we are feeling when we think that God is behind what we are going through, right? And so, we'll move from there, right? One other thing that we can do when we want to move our spirit man, because you know that for you to feel great outside, you must also, you must feel great on the inside. So you can cajole yourself, you can do pep talks, you can, there's no, you can just literally do everything to feel good on the outside. But if you don't feel good on the inside, you won't be able to sustain what you want to see on the outside. So you have to do a deep work on your inside for us, for you to feel good on the outside. So what do you do to do a good work on your inside? And that is for you to reject self-pity. Now, self-pity can be an offshoot of you feeling downcast, you feeling embittered, you feeling like you are rejected or you're done for or there's nothing good that can come out from your Jerusalem, right? And so it takes, it means that you have to be deliberate because you know, the word says reject self-pity. It is an intentional thing that you have to do yourself. The Bible says that and David did what? Rejoiced in himself, rejoiced himself in the Lord. Another version says and David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now that was a line taken from 1 Samuel 13. Now if you read from verse 1, you will notice that David was going through what we'll call Shaggy, he was going through a lot, bass, boost, air, and day, and he identified that he wasn't feeling good. Right? He didn't, he didn't, you know, dismiss his feelings and say, ah, no. He identified that he was going through what he was going through. But right there and then, Bible said, said David encouraged himself in the Lord, which means that David rejected what he was feeling. He rejected his current reality and said, no, I'm not going to continue to wallow in self pity. I'm not going to continue to feel bitter about what I'm feeling. And then when he did that, he requested that the effort be brought be, be brought to him. When I Googled effort, Google says it's like a priestly apron, right? That priests wear and it's like what you use to communicate to God. You know that in the Old Testament, we didn't have we, we didn't have, um, they didn't have rather the Holy Spirit. So they don't have what we enjoy now. They, they don't they didn't have the advantage that we have now so let's just liken what david did to him inquiring of the holy spirit and from there he asked god should i over should i go forward should i go on with this war what should i do should i overtake should i wait should i proceed and god told him yes proceed because indeed you will win this battle and then going by what God has said, he went, and if you read down that Bible verse, you'll see that David indeed won. He took the spoils of the land. He had so much to take from his enemies, and he overcame. Just because he didn't stay where you know, the enemy wanted him to be. Imagine that he had spent the whole year just saying, Ah, now what? I don't have friends. My friends have become my enemy. My son is against me. My this, my that. Imagine that David had, you know, allowed himself to feel that way. But he didn't, right? He could have, but he didn't. He just ensured that. I'm, I'm sorry if you guys are hearing something. I'm trying to close something. Apologies. So David could have 
stayed on one spot thinking, oh, my life is done for. There's nothing good that will come out from me. I have no friends. I have, you know, you could, because his wives were even taken as, as hostages. Imagine that as a king, your wives get kidnapped. It's a slap on your authority. It's a slap on who you are as a king. So, everything he had was taken away. But he didn't stay there thinking, maybe God is punishing me. Maybe there was something I did in the past that God is punishing me for. Hey, maybe this, maybe that. He felt bad for a while. But he came to himself. He came to his senses. And then he rejoiced himself. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And he inquired of the Lord, what should I do? Many times when we go through challenges or when we go through grief, many times we underestimate the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We forget that Holy Spirit says the comforter. And in being the comforter means that when we are at bottom barrel, you know bottom barrel is when you are at your lowest, the Holy Spirit can comfort you. And you can ask God right in that moment, you can ask him to help you to go through the pain. You can ask him to help you to process what you're thinking, to process what is happening so that you can come out victorious. But many times, our place of prayer is usually filled with requests of the things we want God to do when we want him to do them. Many of us have requests ranging from getting married to having kids to Maybe relocating for some, it's to move to a bigger apartment. For some, it's to get a better paying job. For some, it's to drive one of the nicest cars in town. We all have, you know, varying interests and things that make us feel happy. But beyond material things, the Holy Spirit can give us friendship. The Holy Spirit can give us companionship. When you feel like everybody is not understanding you, maybe nobody understands what you're going through and you're unable to process help from outside, you can rely on getting help on the inside through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Right? And another thing that we can do to move from feeling adverse to feeling advantaged is by being grateful. Now, the story that comes to mind is the story of Paul and Silas. That, um, if you remember the story of where they cast out the demonic spirit in the girl that was, quote and unquote, future telling, which some people can term as prophesying, because she wasn't prophesying, she was doing fortune telling. People that, you know, it's a game of, of luck. They might be right, but it doesn't mean that what the Spirit sponsoring them is a godly spirit. And so our masters were getting money off the fortune telling that she was saying because she would always say things that were true. And so when she identified them, she called them, oh, these ones are men of God. These ones are ministers of God. Paul and Silas didn't even pay attention to her. They left her. But after some days, she, she just kept disturbing them. And right there and then, Paul said, I command you in the name of Jesus, you foul spirit, get out of her. And that foul spirit lifts the girl. And of course, her masters were angry because their source of income had just been cast out. 
and then they plotted against them to be arrested. And they even handed them over to the, should I say the security guy, like DSS, army, or join, so that they would have no escape route. The Bible says, by midnight, Paul and Silas started praising God. I'm not sure that they were praising God, expecting something out of the ordinary to happen. I'm not sure that the purpose of their praising God was so that God, because at the time, that miracle was not even something that they, they could process in their minds. I want to believe that they were praising God because they just enjoyed companionship, because they, it was something that they were used to, right? And then because they were in prison, doesn't mean that their daily routine wasn't going to be done. I'm guessing that's how they do, right? Like every time by midnight, they praise God, they worship God, they commune with God. And so because they were in prison, doesn't mean that they won't praise God because it was something that they were probably already used to. And so they started praising God. And God was like, oh, oh my God. No, God wouldn't say, oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> God was probably like, hmm, see my children. I'm going to blow their minds. And then the prison was started shaking more like earthquake happened and the prison guard was about to kill himself because the chains were broken everywhere was free they had a free pass to go that man was going to kill himself because he knew that hey, if they catch him tomorrow morning it was dead meat it was Paul that told that quickly ran to him to say please don't kill yourself we are here but we are set free and we were not set free because somebody set us free. We are set free because God intervened. God came through. God entered the picture. And so what are you going through that you think that God cannot enter the picture? If God could enter the prison yard, if God could release his children, just because they maintained the heart of gratitude, how much more we that we have the Holy Spirit? How much more we that you are not even in bondage. You are not in a cell. Maybe you just need an advancement. Maybe you just need a change of job. Maybe you just need to have a child. Those things are things that God can give to you. But even in the midst of turbulence, even in the midst of everything going in the opposite direction, can we be deliberate about maintaining our gratitude? Because Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises to God. And God turned what could have been an adversity for them, turned it to be an advantage. Because that story even was like a sermon to the man that was the prison guard. The man would probably feel like, hey, there is indeed a God. Please take me to Jesus, lead me to Christ. And I'm sure many parts were not recorded. I'm sure even some of the prison guards, some of the prisoners rather, would have also given their lives to Christ just by that demonstration of power. And how did that demonstration of power happen? Because there were two people who were not limited by their circumstance, who were not limited by the things they were going through. They could have been down and it would have been okay for them to be downcast. It would have been okay for them to have felt rejected. But they didn't allow what their circumstance was saying to affect them. They didn't allow what was going through in their lives to to contaminate their spirit. They deliberately worshipped God. They sang praises to God. They gave glory to God. And God entered the picture. 
and I'm saying beloved of God, that it is not late for God to enter the picture of your life. Beloved of God, I call you blessed. Bye. Uh.